you know, Disney fans love when you change things <laughs> as long what? as That's you keep them exactly the same. I feel, I feel <laughs> seen, Sam. How dare you? <laughs> and meanwhile, Sam will burn the ship to the ground if they ever remove a couple percents from the menus. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And Sam, it is like start of the week, Monday night. And uh, how are you doing over there in your green room? <laughs> I am doing just fine. I might get a little hangry because I haven't eaten dinner yet, but I'm super, super excited for tonight's show because we are welcoming two guests who have their own podcast and we have been on their show. Uh, actually, I've been on two of Jen's shows. <laughs> um, but we are welcoming Frank and Jen from the Dillo's Diz podcast. And they are brother and sister. And they are awesome. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about your first Disney cruise. Welcome, guys. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm shifting in my seat nervously. Oh, I think we should all get on a cruise right now. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just happy we didn't destroy their ratings enough with our show that they showed up. So so there you go. Because you have a Hallmark love story. That could never destroy the ratings. <laughs> Well, I don't want to jump ahead to spoilers here, but uh, Jen and Frank, we, well, we are excited to have you on because this is your first ever Disney cruise. So normally you ask people, what's your cruising background or what's your Disney cruise line background? But I'm, I'm just going to ask, have you been on a, a cruise before? And then, you know, you got to give folks your Disney creds because you've got a ton of Disney creds, just not a ton of Disney cruise line creds. So have you been on a cruise before and what are your Disney creds? Yeah. So I, uh, confession, I have been on one other Disney cruise, but it was nine years ago. So it's basically like going on a first one all over again. And that was like a three or four night. So it, it felt like the first real Disney cruise, but Mama and Papa Dillo, as we call our parents, are big cruisers. So they used to go on a cruise every year when we were growing up uh, without us. Uh, I think we went <laughs> once when we were little. <laughs> But, um, oh, Mama and Papa Dillo, I love you guys. Yeah, right, they are. <laughs> they continue to live that life. Couple um, goals, couple <laughs> goals, love it. Yes. Um. So we did go on one. I think I was seven. Frank was way older at fourteen ish. Um. <laughs> and then I probably didn't go on one again until my early twenties. But I've been on Royal Caribbean, Princess, Carnival. MSC, uh, Celebrity. So yeah, I've been on a, a, quite a few and I love cruising and I hadn't been on any kind of cruise uh, since becoming a parent eight years ago. So it had been a while. So this one was uh, so anticipated. <laughs> right. And I, th yeah, this is, yeah, this is my first, it is my first, it was my first Disney cruise. I want to pretend it's coming up still, but it's not. <laughs> it was my first Disney cruise, but uh, like Jen, I've been on a, a few cruises before on, on different cruise lines, but I am more of one with the uh, seasickness. So often I am uh, weary of getting on a cruise for my vacation. Well, you went for the you went for a seven night on the fantasy. We always love to ask people, especially when they're like first time or first time ish <laughs> Disney cruise. Like, <laughs> How'd you land on that itinerary? So what attracted you to the seven night Eastern Caribbean, one of our favorites on the fantasy? 
So I think that it's probably all Papadillo. They kind of arranged this whole cruise because this year they were married 50 years and they also turned 70. And then it is uh, me and my husband hit 10 years in January and Frank and his wife are about to hit 10 years in a few weeks from now. So um, it was kind of a big year for all of us. So he kind of wanted to get everyone together to do this cruise and uh, they prefer Eastern Caribbean. So I uh, went to one of my friends who's a travel agent and, you know, Papadillo was like, Eastern Caribbean, seven nights, what is there? (laughs) Kind of went from there. (laughs) Well, it immediately locks you in for Disney on the fantasy, no question. By the way, I got to pause and say, what an accomplishment, 50 years of marriage for Papa and Mama Dillo. Um, If we asked them what the secret was to a 50-year marriage, (laughs) which I'm sure somebody had to, what would they say? You know, I we probably should have asked that during our cruise. <laughs> would have been nice. Would have been a nice thing to do. <laughs> right. Uh, well, now we're just bad children. I, all of our nostalgia and hoarding and love for Disney comes from them. So, I mean, but they, you know, they have, they were high school sweethearts and, uh, you know, they have always taken vacations and time for themselves. So I'm sure that plays a big role in things. Uh, and uh, making sure their relationship got some attention. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think the secret sauce is just the, um, you know, going on a cruise without your kids every year. I'm going to think being that. So (laughs) that's true. Yeah, We weren't too happy about it at the time. No, no. It it makes sense now. And we we talk a lot on the podcast about uh, dillowing expectations. Like we try to keep things cool, keep our anxiety levels down. And I think we got that from Mama and Papa Dillo as well, that they, they, you know, nothing was ever like blown out of proportion. There was never, nothing was ever like overdramatic explosions. At least when I was growing up, I don't know what happened when I went to college and Jen was home for a while. <laughs> but I can't speak to that. But uh, I, I think there was a lot of that too, that, you know, nothing was ever at a, at a heightened state of crazy, I would say, in our home. Well, Frank, you mentioned that you uh, deal a little bit with the seasickness. Um, I'm wondering how much apprehension did you have going into a seven night cruise well i the disney but the disney part of it helps that's for sure Uh, (laughs) uh, so that was that was a key part of it i'm generally apprehensive and i will and i never i haven't found the secret formula yet because i think it's different every time based on time of year and all that and i i think this time i probably didn't need to uh drug up as much as (laughs) previous because i felt it was very it was pretty smooth and and, and in some ways, um, the uh, medication, sometimes I, I double down on medication separately. It's not good. Uh, with, the, with the patch, the patch usually makes me irritable, never good. And then whatever Dramamine, Bonine right. thing and I'm taking. And you go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, and then I try not to drink for three days. And then I'm unhappy about that. I haven't had a drink for three days. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all the things. <laughs> well, I, I think you chose a, a good itinerary for, for motion sickness. And I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but definitely the further out to sea you go, the rougher typically the seas get. So you probably should shy away from a transatlantic or transpacific cruise. <laughs> National Geographic expedition cruising in your future. I can tell you're headed to the Arctic. To the Arctic. Yeah. Yeah, Around not, the Cape of Good I'm, Hope. Yeah. I, I'm thinking not. Yes. About eight years ago, we did a Mediterranean cruise and uh, I remember the first night destroyed me. So I, that, that's kind of the, uh, the, the barometer these days. Like it can't be as bad as that. 
Well, now, in addition to both of you, uh, your significant others, Mama and Papa Dillo, put any kids in tow with you or was this adults only vacationing? Nope. Kids as well. So I have an eight and a five-year-old and then Frank has a six-year-old. So all about the same age range there. Oh, and perfect kids club ages. I love this. Uh, (laughs) This this is like prime Disney cruise age. Like, I mean, I think you can probably until they're, you know, in their 20s, but I feel like (laughs) these ages are are perfect for the kids club. Right. Yeah. I think that was the biggest takeaway, honestly, of the whole of the whole week was, uh, you know, the Oceaneer Club and, and, and how much the kids you know, went for it at any given moment. Can we go now? Can we go now? Can we go? (laughs) Which gave us a lot of free time, which was fantastic. So I got to ask, your booking window comes for your activities. Were you able to get kind of what you wanted? Did you end up booking shore excursions? We can talk about them later, but like adult dining shore excursions, were you able to get what you wanted? So we were horrible at the planning, Brian. Um, <laughs> You're Disney World people. Aren't you supposed to be planning I know, experts? Be like, you guys are like I the know. Uber planners. You guys should know like exactly like dining opens at midnight. I better be on my phone to book it. We didn't pay one bit of attention to this. Um, we, <laughs> I actually, because um, I... Uh, turned 40 this year. And uh, nice enough, Mama and Papa Dillo for my 40th uh, said, hey, go to the Polynesian for four nights. And I was like, "Uh, okay. So (laughs) me and my family did that in July. And I feel like, you know, my attention went there. And then all of a sudden, the cruise was sneaking up on me. And I was like, wait, what? We haven't done anything for this. And just all of us, we were <laughs> very much jilloing this cruise because <laughs> none of us were thinking about anything. And then all of a sudden, we we're like, we should probably look into booking things. And it was like a week out. And, you know, there's nothing. But I knew that if I could try to, I had done um, Palo dinner nine years ago. I was kind of like, ooh, if I could get Palo brunch, that would be great. I don't know if I want to do too many things because I, you know, I know this is a big family cruise and all of that. So I didn't get that beforehand. And I'll, I'll let Frank speak to his side of it. Uh, and then I, we honestly <laughs> didn't book any shore excursions. <laughs> it was the most uh, basic laid back Disney cruise, I think, possible. But Frank did end up at Apollo dinner, which resulted in my Apollo brunch. So that's fast. It ended up at Apollo dinner makes it sound like none of the rest of you were there. So Frank, I can't wait to hear <laughs> the story of this Apollo dinner. I went by myself. I left uh, my wife there at the, <laughs> at the Enchanted Garden as well. And uh, well, it, and it was, we played around on the app, I would say maybe two weeks out is when we like started like, oh, we should start paying attention to this. And so the, the, the degree of difficulty in locating things was uh, at, a, at a, an all time high. And then the stress levels increased over time going, oh, we have to get the COVID tests and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah. we just felt that like crunching on top of us. Uh, so it actually worked out. The other thing that we got separately and then ended up pulling them together were, were uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique reservations. So I was, ha- was happy to knock that out. And then randomly, just again, just playing around, not Palo dinner came up for like the fifth night or something like that. I was like, oh, and uh, so I locked that up. Jen had gone on a waiting list uh, for the brunch. So when we uh, finished the Palo dinner, it was just my wife and I, 
And uh, as we're leaving, they were like, oh, you're going to be back for brunch tomorrow. You're on the wait list. Come on, spend more money. And we're like, oh, that's not that's not for us. That's for uh, my sister. And they were like, oh, wait, what? And so then it became a little bit of a back and forth with our, our friend Judy, who we both loved. And uh, so it turned out in the end that Jen got the brunch. But uh, I think in great part to the amount of wine that we drank. Our <laughs> So I, I kind of I kind of love that you didn't book anything because I like I, I feel like when we talk to first time cruisers, we we tell people, listen, you really can have such a great time without booking any of those extra things. And so they are fun and great experiences, but they're not necessary to having an amazing cruise. And sometimes I actually discourage people from booking some of those kinds of experiences on their first cruise because there's just so much to do. You know? Yeah, we don't like doing it for Walt Disney World either. We we find more success in the day before two days out. You know, we might put some things placeholders in, but I would say, I mean, I don't know how Jen feels, but I would say 50% of what I set in advance, I end up not using and or switching out for what I really wanted 24 hours, 48 hours out. Yeah, I I was going to say that earlier too, that although we are Disney World people, we hate all the planning. (laughs) We are like, we grew up going in a time where you could be hanging at the pool at two o'clock on an afternoon be like, where should we have dinner? And just call up and make the reservation for that night. You know, so we very much miss the old days of that. I was going to say, you're both you're both like the cautionary tale, but also a tale of success because we always tell people, if you don't get what you want on your booking window, just keep checking. Just keep watching the website. When you get on board, ask because they, they a lot of times hold back availability for some of these things even when you get on board. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, you could make this a heavy plan or a lightweight plan. Always lighter weight than a parks trip for sure <laughs> um, on the cruise line. Always lighter weight. So I'm I'm curious. Let's find out if we uh, if if we collectively did the right thing or made yet another <laughs> fatal error. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, did, did we go down before the cruise? And I'm assuming if you did, you had to stay at Walt Disney World because I can't imagine the Dillos is staying anywhere other than Walt Disney World before a cruise. But did you fly down the day before at least? We flew down two days before because we were very scared. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, so we are New Yorkers for those who don't know, and we you know had been watching the madness of the airlines all summer going, oh my God, we need to be down there. Uh, So yeah, we flew in on Thursday. We ended up actually staying at the Dolphin, which none of us, I think Mama and Papadillo maybe did, uh, but the rest of us had not before. So that was nice. And we were on the boardwalk and we were actually, I think... Perhaps we delude our expectations, but um, <laughs> we we weren't really sure what to expect. We we're like, this is great, and we're right on the boardwalk, and the the pools were great. And then on Friday, we had planned a whole day at Magic Kingdom, and we also got the park hopper to go at Epcot at night, and it was kind of rainy and whatever. But um, we have a picture from January 2018 of all of us. Uh, in front of the castle. So we kind of opened it to Mama and Papadillo, like, we're going to go recreate this picture again. And for us, we often, Frank and I, when we do little Dillo's trips, we will plan them two weeks out and we'll go for like 36 hours. And so (laughs) having Thursday to Saturday morning, I was like, well, this was basically a vacation. I can't believe I'm about to go away on a cruise ship for a week. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Nice. How did you get from... Uh, Disney World over to the cruise. I mean, with, with geez, you got a big group. So I'm assuming private transfer was uh, was an order, not Disney transportation. 
Right, Jen. What was the name of the the shuttle? Do you remember? No, I gotta. I need to look. It, uh, uh, it was Happy Hour. I think happy it was Happy limo? Hour. Oh, happy Limo. Oh, Happy Hour. No, it wasn't Happy Limo because I did see Happy Limo as well. <laughs> 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 Let me. I'm gonna double check that. But <laughs> please tell me this transportation came with drinks because with a name like Happy Hour, they're missing. It should have. <laughs> it should have, but it didn't. Yeah, Happy Hour shuttle. They are actually based out of Cocoa, right, Frank? Because you you kind of heard about that just on a whim through family. Yeah, that was one of the things like we were worried about was the, getting everyone over there and 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 exploring the options. And I was at. Uh, my wife's family's in Connecticut for on a Saturday and just rent like using a pool day. And all of a sudden on, on the side, someone was talking about a cruise they had just went on and that they used this shuttle service and it got the whole family around. I was like, what are you talking about? This is exactly what I need right now. <laughs> and I, you know, it worked out really well. So yeah, happy hour. We'll, we'll, we'll give them a plug right here. <laughs> so what time did you get to the port and get on the ship then? We had a late boarding right we we didn't because because we didn't plan well guys we didn't do the online <laughs> check-in that early. well you didn't do the 30-day check-in yeah, oh. no. so when we did it we were like oh it says we can't get on the boat until like 1 o'clock and papadillo was like what do you mean you can just go at like not they'll let you on at like 11 i'm like no i think they do boarding groups now it's not like how it used to be and he was like wait what um but i will say that Although we went later, one, we had some pool time in the morning at the hotel, which was nice. We had a little more time to get our stuff together. And then getting on the ship, there was nobody in the terminal (laughs) and like no crowds whatsoever. I was like, actually, this isn't so bad. (laughs) All right. Well, you're rolling up to the cruise terminal and you see the ship for the first time. Frank, this is your first Disney Cruise Line experience. What did you think of the ship as you were rolling up? I mean, I, to me, I don't know what it is about like cruise terminals in general. And maybe it's just because we got, you know, Papa Dill liked to like drive by a lot when we were kids. If we were like in the city, <laughs> and, you know, like going to the Intrepid and then the other cruise ships were nearby. So, you know, I always, you know, love the, the setup, you know, just how all the ships are presented. So even seeing the fantasy next to the other ships. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing because uh, it really it really stood out. And it, it, it like really, it, I think it finally hit me in the face. Like you're going on a Disney cruise, and uh, so the, yeah, the excitement was definitely there. And how excited were the kids? I'm curious. <laughs> oh my goodness, so excited! I, especially to see the boat. They're like, what? Uh, <laughs> and they could immediately see the slide on top and all of it. And so you know, Frank's daughter had been on one cruise before, and. Our, all of our kids have crazy, insane memories. So not to say that she hadn't remembered it, but especially for my kids, it was like, wait, so we're just like staying on this boat? Like we just sleep here and we eat here? Like what? That's so nuts. But yeah, they they were uh, just a little bit excited, I would say. And they had, yeah. and they had adjoining rooms. So, you know, it was, it was yes. everything. Oh, yeah. even more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They knew they'd get lots of cousin time. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question is what kind of rooms did you end up with on board? So Mama and Papa Dillo went for the sweet life, as they should. Uh, and, and Papa Dillo, I, because he kind of left it up to me to be like, here, go book some rooms. I, I didn't automatically assume we should all book <laughs> balcony rooms, so I didn't. And probably a week out, he's like, well, what do you mean? Where are you guys staying? But I also knew for Frank, in the past, he has sometimes liked to stay on the inside rooms due to the seasickness. So 
I knew this time he was going for, you know, the, the, what are they called now? The, the porthole, the, mm-hmm. the window, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the ocean it. view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ocean view. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I knew he was doing that. I'm like, yeah, we'll just do that. That's fine. And we can get adjoining room. So we did that. So we were down on deck two and then mama and Papadillo were up on deck. I don't remember six, maybe, (laughs) but yeah, for us, I mean, the kids loved sitting in the little porthole window and, uh, they got bunk beds. So they were on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah, Those are great rooms. Mm -hmm. And how did you guys find you know, your rooms, did they feel like you had enough space? Jen, I know you, you've got two little ones. So you had four, four in your room and Frank, you, you had the three of you in your room. I think compared to other cruises that I've been on, I think one of my big hangups and even just in terms of the seasickness too, to keep taking it back to that is like sometimes the confinement of the room doesn't help me try to work through the seasickness. So I found this room especially to be, I don't know, I've almost felt like twice the size and whether it was the, you know, the shower room and then, you know, the, the toilet room and then of the two bathrooms, I was like, oh, this is way more space. Even though it's probably the same footprint, it just felt the way the layout was more, uh, more roomy and more relaxing too. I thought the uh, I thought the the, the the tone was well set. Yeah, I I think I was a little bit worried about it. Like, how is this actually? It's going to be pretty cramped sleeping. And when they took down the bunk beds and like did turn down service and set it all up and pulled the curtain, I'm like, this is insane. Why does this room feel huge? I mean. And and the fact that you could still walk around and there was still room, it, it's, it was pretty amazing how it didn't feel cramped at all. So you mentioned the kids were excited pulling up to the ship. I got to believe they lost their minds when you stepped on board. So how, <laughs> how did the boarding process go for, for you? Yeah, I mean, I think when Mickey welcomes you on a boat, uh, that really doesn't get much better than that. Uh, <laughs> so boarding was super easy. Again, there weren't many people, so we got on pretty quick. And, you know, our staterooms were ready. So it was great to walk on, be announced, see Mickey Mouse. And I, th- I think we went right to our rooms. And I'm trying to remember. Yeah, no, we did. But I think, too, it's... You know, even after making the check-in, it's just then seeing like the pictures and hearing the music in the background. And so all of, you know, all all the elements basically was like hitting the kids like one at a time and everything was just more exciting than the next. Awesome. Did you guys do anything to prepare the kids in advance, like watching any YouTube videos or anything like that? Yeah, I had brought up some YouTube videos probably a couple of weeks before. Just, you know, some random vloggers that I hadn't seen before or families or, you know, they're big into Ryan's world. So Ryan had been on (laughs) a Disney cruise. And so uh, we were I kind of prepped them that way. I don't know that they fully could grasp it. And for me, I wasn't sure if my kids would be be into the Oceaneer Club. I was kind of hoping they would, especially knowing that Frank's daughter was all in on the celebrity one. And the fact that they were just obsessed with it was amazing. And I mean, but, you know, we I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but, you know, we got to see it towards the end of the cruise during one of the open houses. And we're like, I want to hang out here all the time. I just want to be here. (laughs) Well, the all important question is after you get on board, where did you head first? I think we did go to the rooms, but then we went all the way up to try to grab some food by the pool. We went to just the um, that outdoor grill area. So we went up there first. 
And because it was later in the day, we also knew we had dinner at five. So we had the early seating. So we we ate lunch and then we kind of just took it easy the rest of the afternoon because we also wanted to push the kids later in case they did do the Oceaneer Club and we could hang out. Um, we didn't want, if we could avoid the early bedtimes, we were trying to do that. So I think then we kind of took it easy the rest of the afternoon until dinner. Very, very smart. Yeah. You didn't really need like a sit down lunch at either Cabana's or at the one of the dining rooms when you're having such an early dinner and you're getting on on the later side. So very smart thinking, you guys. I love it. We were totally prepared. So, (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys think of the pool deck and, and, you know, and the food obviously on the pool deck as well, but just hanging out on the pool deck. I didn't do the videos as much. And, you know, I feel like I've seen things over the years. So I felt like I had a a grasp, but but I, I don't think I really did. And, you know, Funnel Vision just kind of blew our minds all week and just how much you could get pulled into those movies is it, it, it's amazing <laughs> whether it's in, during the middle of the day or at night it was just not non-stop and you go can i just sit here all week and watch movies <laughs> is that bad is that a bad thing to do uh, it's like oh no i think that'd be a great thing to do and how did this ice cream cone end up in my hand no, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't think anyone realized Wait, that i was probably the winner of the ice cream cone eating all week it's, it's, <laughs> i snuck one whenever i got a chance I, I was gonna say i wonder how many ice creams you all had <laughs> And especially at at night, we would, you know, kind of go up again to refill our mugs with waters and the kids' cups with waters and all that. And I know Frank and I kind of had done that separately on different occasions and different nights, but I think we both probably also took a few extra minutes to just sit there with the night breeze, watching some funnel vision, going, right, no, I got to get back downstairs. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hug my kid. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Did you get a chance to experience the aqueduct? We did. Uh, I I had several rides on the aqueduct. Uh, I, Jen, I don't know how many. You did, you did a couple, right? I, I did. Yeah, I I did one with Papadillo, um, and then I did one with uh, my husband as well. So got got two. Uh, I think Frank, you did how many? I did, did you do two? I, I did two or three. I, I think my yeah. three overall. Yeah, that was pretty what'd you, cool. What do you think? What do you think of it overall? I didn't think I would like it uh, because. <laughs> You know, just the thought of being in a tube and looking out and seeing the ocean didn't really <laughs> excite me. But I realized I don't think I ever actually looked out that way. I was concerned with, let me wave to everyone by the pool. So I never looked the other way. But um, I think, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. And as the week went on, that's a that's a good tip as well. And I'm sure you've covered it uh, too. You don't have to get on it the first day and wait online for over an hour. You just wait that out. <laughs> the line gets better as the week goes on. Oh, yeah. Especially port days. That's the tip we always give people. On port days, it, um, a lot of people obviously are off the ship. So even if you just come back a little early, you can probably ride that slide without any weight multiple times yeah you know i as an well into my adult years now i've grown amused by how people's feelings are about water parks because i think you could feel very different ways about water parks in general especially in 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 the you know the the pandemic life everyone has been going through and (laughs) but i love water slides so this was right up my alley for me because 
I, I mean, anytime there's a, a tube and the, and the rushing water, I'm in. You got me every time. <laughs> so we know the kids love the kids clubs. Did you either of you take a chance to go down to an open house and check out the kids clubs yourself? Yeah. So we got to do that on the it was the Castaway Key Day, I think. And we had just we were like, you know what? We're going to let the initial crowd get off the ship and then we'll go. Uh, we didn't realize how efficient Disney is. And that went really fast. Uh, but we were like, oh, the kids were like, oh, let's go to the kids club. And so we went up with them and they were like, well, it's an open house, but you're welcome to come in. And I'm sorry, you're telling Dillo's Diz, you're mm-hmm. welcome to come in. Yeah, we're in. Yep, <laughs> let's go. In. Let's take all the pictures and video we can. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I mean, and they had been, you know, every day coming back with the backpacks of crafts and talking about the games they played and the dances they did and the characters they saw. But just to see the rooms and the details of the rooms and it's it's awesome. Yeah, the theming is just like on point, like over the top, fantastic. And 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 when you're seeing it in open house mode, they don't even have a lot of the activities and stuff right. out mm-hmm. that kids are doing when it's in when it's in secure mode. But if you if you do get the chance, sometimes they'll do in like afternoons or evenings, they'll do like a one of their activities and they'll invite people for open house. So it's it's really fun where they do like stitches, space goo and thing, you know, just all kinds of fun fun stuff that you can sort of watch and participate in sometimes with characters too. So well, I, I want to hear Frank's review of the hand washing stations at the kids club. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I was going to say in general that I, the whole system is great, right? With the magic band kind of uh, in and out the passwords and, and the hand washing stations. Why aren't this in all the, all the schools and all the places? I, I, I think we, we deserve them all everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I want a hand washing station in our house. Okay, that's like my that's my goal. Why this don't we like, have that in the dining rooms? Why did we have to wade with the water? Why can't we stick our hands at the hand washing stations? Come on. <laughs> so while your kids were taking, you know, advantage of the kids clubs, what kind of activities did you all get up to on board? Did you do any activities or did you just lounge by the pool and uh, be mesmerized by a funnel vision? <laughs> well, during the day, we we were definitely pool. We did the pools during the day. Uh, at at night, uh, after dinner, we would we would send them, and uh, we 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 found that our spot became O'Gills, and you know we we had the little corner of O'Gills, and that became our thing for multiple nights. Did you guys do any of the trivia in O'Gills? Speaking of O'Gills, oh, we sure did, and Frank won, and it was probably. The most excited you you'll ever see Frank in your life. <laughs> Which one? Which trivia did you win, Frank? I think it was it was it was early in the week, so it was a general pop culture kind of. Uh, it wasn't the, the Disney villains quotes. We came in second at the end of the week, but uh, I think the, the earlier in the week it was more of a general pop trivia kind of thing. Yeah, you you will be absolutely humbled by the Disney fans on that ship in terms of hundred <laughs> percent right answers across some questions that I think I would have to spend a week researching to figure out. So yeah. <laughs> Well, did you get up to any of the like adult nightlife activities since you were sending the kids to the kids club, you know, match your mate or any of those kinds of shows? We actually did not. Uh, I think one night we were going to go to something and I don't even remember what it was. And we're like, what time does it start? Never mind. Uh, and we the very first night, though, we did go to Ooh La La first um, and then uh, and Josh Freilich, if I'm saying his name right, was uh, the piano player that night. And he was amazing it was so good and 
we were the only ones in there at first. And so he heard we were from New York and just started playing all these Broadway songs. And it was like we just had our own little sing along. It, it was awesome. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel, who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path Unwinding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. I have to say, a tear is running down my cheek that Mama and Papa Dillo were not at Match Your Mate because a 50-year anniversary couple would have definitely been on stage, but... Jen and Frank probably saved themselves a lifetime of therapy. So um. <laughs> that's a really good point. Brian, they're from New York. They're already in therapy. Okay. Uh-huh. Also, also true. Um, yeah. I, at first I was like, yeah, I missed opportunity, but I have been to those shows on other ships and yeah, uh, no, I don't need those you kind don't of need bills to, care about to pay yep. the therapist. Yep. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but speaking of, of New York, you know, as fellow New Yorkers, I feel like it's my duty to ask you about the shows. And I please tell me you went to see the Disney Cruise Line stage shows, or at least one of them on your seven night cruise, because they are so fantastic. But I'd love to hear what you guys saw and how amazing it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we saw Aladdin and Frozen. We did not see, I'm forgetting the name. What is the, the show? It's the end of the week. It's the variety kind of. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, it's probably, I can't remember if it's Believe or Disney Dreams. I think it's Believe. Believe sounds right. I think that's right? correct. Yes. Yeah. But we did, uh, that was on the last, the final night and and we opted for one more go of the club and drinking instead. So uh, separate yes, activities. You made, the, <laughs> you made the right, you made the right option there. I, listen, there are people who love Believe. I'm not. I'm not one of them. Okay, excellent. But we loved Aladdin and Frozen. Mom and Papa Dillo are not big uh, showgoers, typically, I think, on cruises. So we dragged them along with it because they were, you know, they were up for anything. They were really excited to be on the cruise and seeing it like through the kids' eyes. So, um, and Papa Dillo is all in on the Aladdin music. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the CD in his car right now. But yeah, the the music was great. The performers were great. I, I thought um, Aladdin was awesome. And then we saw Frozen and I'm like, oh, wow, it just raised the bar a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I uh, Frank is probably in the Broadway scene more than I am, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I think well, Frozen just you could you could tell it seemed um, uh, fresher, I guess. And uh, you know, one one of the things in our home is you know, at prior to March 2020, we were planning to go to see Frozen on Broadway finally, and uh, so it, w- it was nice to see a live version of Frozen because you knew it was meant to be when you saw the movie all those years ago. And Aladdin is very near and dear to my heart. So uh, both both of those, you know, and, and in some ways, I don't want to, I don't want to like go off on a terrible tangent here, but Jen and I and our spouses saw Aladdin on Broadway when it was in previews, and we did not like it. And so <laughs> in some ways, I found myself enjoying this version of Aladdin a little bit more. So you hit up three port stops and we're going to save the best for last with Castaway Key. But uh, assuming it was probably what St. Thomas and either Tortola or St. Martin, which. Yep. Tortola and St. Thomas are correct. All right. And what and did you get up to? I know you didn't book shore excursions in advance. But <laughs> did you get off the ship and, and what did you get up to in those ports? Uh, well, I'll make it easy and say, uh, nope, I stayed on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Frank did get off in St. Thomas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got off in St. Thomas. We didn't get off in Tortola. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked about this on our podcast yet. Uh, so uh, for the purposes of, of this recording first, may- maybe I'll end up saying it on Theme Park Thursday first. I don't know. But for you guys, it's a scoop right now. Is <laughs> that we got off and we were just like, we're just going to go to one of the beaches and that's it. So we go to we decide to go to Sapphire Beach. So we're you know getting all the stuff ready for the beach. I have uh, two two wads of of cash, and I know that one hand has the cash I need like for the cab ride and everything. So uh, we get in, in in the cab. We see how much it is to Sapphire. We go to Sapphire, and as we're going, uh, I'm like, oh, I gotta get ready. And, and he's like, no, we'll pay on the way back because we just did the shuttle thing. And uh, as I'm as I'm going through. I realized that I did not take the correct wad, that I only have the wad with the singles in it. And <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, we're, we're, we're stuck here forever. And the six-year-old actually said, <laughs> we're, we're going to stay here forever? And, <laughs> and, and so we had to do some coordination with uh, Jen and uh, Mr. Snydillo, as we call him, to uh, bring some cash down. When we <laughs> when we got back, oh, when you when came, came back, back to pay the so, cabbie. We, yeah, so it, it, there was a little bit there's a little bit of tension on my side and a little anxiety during uh, the trip. To say, I don't really remember anything too much. I was trying to call, trying to get a cash advance. I tried to use the ATM with my credit card. It wasn't working with the Disney Visa. I tried calling. It's like you can have your pin in seven to ten days. I'm like, I am. I am on the beach in St. Thomas. Yeah, I need my pen in seven to ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's not going to work. So it's all a blur, St. Thomas, for me, really. <laughs> but if that's going to happen, it's good it happens when you're on a vacation with your entire family mm-hmm. where someone right. can come rescue you. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I assume everybody got off of Castaway Key. So I got to ask about Castaway Key. And I mean, that is the Disney private island experience. It probably doesn't get any more Disney Cruise Line than that, at least for the moment. And so, Jen, what did you think about Castaway Key? Um, I loved it. So we, nine years ago, when it was just Mr. Snydillo and I, pre-kids, uh, we had gotten off. And then I, and we're, I'm pretty sure we just went to the adult side because I don't even remember anything I was at this time around. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot quieter. Oh, there's an adult side. That's probably what we did. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we all got off. I, I was happy because uh, again, Mom and Papadillo being on so many cruises, they've been everywhere and seen everything. They're like, I don't know, maybe we won't get off. We're like, you must, you must get off at this <laughs> island. You will love it. 
Um, and I'm glad they did. They like spent most of the time. We were all kind of just hanging in the water because it was an amazing day. The water was great. And yeah, it's just, it's so cool there. And we could, we were starting to, I think that night probably, we're starting to be like, wait, there's itineraries that go there twice. We need to look into those cruises. Um, but yeah, you know, they had the barbecue lunch, which was great and all the food and drinks. And it, it was just, it was a really perfect day there, I thought. Yeah, the Mrs. Mrs. Dillo, as we call her on the podcast, <laughs> uh, I would say she is the least of the Disney fans amongst us all. Not in a bad like she still got service right on a Disney trivia. I was so impressed and so proud. Uh, but <laughs> but so you know we're, it's a it's a process, and uh, you know so it'll it, it'll take years. It, it, yeah, like right, yeah. Yeah. you got it, chipping you know, away. We're in, so we're trying. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the the two if there's an itinerary with two castaway uh, key days i think she would be all in 100 i think that was the first time she was like okay now this this is what i'm looking for is just this right here yeah because she's a big beach person and this was just like here's everything at the beach and you don't have to worry about anything it's so easy and it's and the great thing is there's no you don't even have to take a cab ride you're like right there you don't have to worry about frank's You just have to have your your room key, and that's it. Well, and the ship the ship will not leave without you. So, uh, yes. so <laughs> the ship ain't leaving without you. So, yeah, yeah. And you have the view of the ship while you're in the water. I mean, it's like, does it get better? I don't know. Did you guys do like the the water slides out at Pelican Plunge, or any of the jungle gym type stuff out in the water, or just kind of hanging out in the water? My kid was out there for a little bit. Yeah, she was she was out on the jungle gym for a little bit, but mostly just hanging out in the water my kid loves to swim so she was just all about swimming around the ocean yeah yeah so we kind of just we we stayed pretty stayed put pretty much <laughs> that's the way to do castaway exactly go there and do nothing i think the only like criticism if you want to call it that that we had later on is that was our very last day and we were like ooh if this could have just been one day earlier and then we had a day at sea and only because like it was nice to end the trip that way, but at the same time, we were like, well, no, now we don't want to get off the boat yet. I didn't want to just <laughs> go from here to home. I need a little breather. <laughs> Whatever ship's doing the three, four nights usually does the castaway key day before a sea day, but it's like a mixed bag because you're only on a three or four night cruise. So, <laughs> it's, so it's like, where's the trade off? But yeah, well, we can't talk about a Disney cruise without talking about the food. Uh, and so we always love to round out the show talking about the food experience on board. Let's talk about your rotational dining experience first. And so what did you think about the rotational dining options and, you know, the shows and animators palette and all that stuff? Well, I, you know, I think my thing for any Disney cruise I might go on in the future is I want to start at animators palette on a on a seven day so I can get it three times in my cycle because <laughs> that was that was the one I found most enjoyable. I found the most like Disney experience within it. I think the Royal Court was fine for, you know, just you know, cr- traditional cruise dining, I guess, with a with a little flavor. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more thematically maybe. And then uh the garden I, the garden I, I enjoyed, but I didn't, but we started with the garden. So the third time around, I was like, okay, I'm done with the garden. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the food though, uh, in terms of the, the options and the quality and that sort of stuff? <laughs> and what did the kids think? I think the kids were fine. Jen, would you say the kids were fine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the kids were fine. I think 
this was this was a discussion for us while we were on the cruise because one of the things, one of my big takeaways from that cruise nine years ago was, of course, like a Disney cruise. Amazing. You're never going to get better than a Disney cruise. You have the Disney service, you have, you know, the theming and you and the food was amazing. And I think all of our expectations were super high for the food. Uh, we did not deal with no, them. No, we did not. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and unfortunately, I felt like, I think we all felt that they did not meet those expectations. Paulo aside, I mean, we can talk mm-hmm. about Paulo as a, a whole different thing, but the kids were fine. We, we have three picky eaters among them, and they're all picky in their own ways, <laughs> but they all found common grounds, and we, we always found things for them to eat. I, I am now, in the last year or two, gluten-free, so I appreciated that every night the um, waiter was asking me what I would like the next night so they could kind of make any switches or accommodations, and that was great. I think just the food overall didn't like wow us, I guess. And we weren't sure if maybe it's just the times that we're in and the staffing issues and the just everything in the world being a little crazy still. But yeah, I think we were a little underwhelmed by the food in general. That's too bad to hear. We've been, I mean, I, that, <laughs> yeah. that's one, not great to hear, but two, unfortunately, we've been hearing it a little bit more these days. So I I, I think I think Disney continues to struggle post uh, post restart here. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there seemed to be yeah, there seemed to be a lot of that, and 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 I think what really surprised me too was if I, on previous cruises I've been on, I've always like had to struggle between like two and three menu options, and I had I was struggling finding one good menu option. You know, and I was like, "Wow, the options aren't even that." And I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. And maybe the first night I didn't find the the meat, the the beef, to be that great, and so I was left to go in different directions. I'm usually seafood. I can always do, but it, then when it came to the menu options for seafood, I wasn't wowed either. Yeah, well, the menu hasn't changed at all. I think they, uh, in like years and years and years, I think they do need to do some sprucing up of the menu just to have some new offerings. The problem is, of course, you know, Disney fans love when you change things Uh as long as you keep them exactly the same. I feel feel (laughs) seen, Sam. How dare you? And meanwhile, Sam will burn the ship to the ground if they ever remove a couple percents from the menus. <laughs> so, I mean, I want, yeah, but there are certain menus like like more than others, um, and some of them are on different ships and things like that. So there are definitely there are definitely hits and misses on all of the menus. I would say, yeah, and you know, I I think there was one morning um, in the cabana. What were we called? The non windjammer? We were uh, going off <laughs> yeah, cabanas, <laughs> cabanas. Just- um, that they had churro Mickey waffles. I think that was probably the best morning for everyone. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, what is this? But yeah, I mean, for me, Palo Brunch was insane. And I was like, well, if we ever do this cruise again, we are all doing Apollo Brunch because I, and I also can't eat for three days beforehand because I did not come prepared. My stomach was not ready for all the food <laughs> I was eating, but it was so good. And I think Frank felt the difference. I won't speak for you, but um, between the Apollo dinner and the regular dining dinner. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely 100%. And, and almost too, too big of a gap, right? I wanted it to be 
obviously better, <laughs> but the, the, the gap was quite large. And I mean, I think, you know, yeah, I think we put a lot of stake in, no pun intended, in the food. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Wow. Uh, and what it, what was good about it for me, too, is it kind of forced me to change my perspective of how I was seeing the cruise as a whole and kind of like how Mama and Papa Dillo were seeing it through the kids' eyes. I just became more entranced i guess by the disney experience kind of thing which is why i love the parks and everything else and uh you know i was a cast member in the 90s and i i worked very closely with the disney characters and so i then was just hooked on the characters and what they were doing all week and i really thought the character experience on the cruise was amazing and i i would you know Again, kind of, you know, it gets a little better midweek. Don't start right out there. You might be like, what? These lines are crazy. But the but I just thought what was offering. Yeah. But almost no line on Disney Cruise Line for a character is as long as the line you'll see at a park. Uh, that's my contention. For sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking to our nostalgic souls, it, you know, growing up in Disney in the 80s and 90s, where characters were just walking around and roaming, we've gotten so used to like, uh, you need fast passes for some characters now, or the lines are crazy long, and it's so hard to kind of interact with them. And here, there's so many characters just roaming to the point where we almost felt like, oh, don't bother them. They're probably on their way somewhere. No, they're just <laughs> hanging out and we can go up and talk to them. And, you know, we had this amazing moment with the girls after Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, now dressed as princesses, and Cinderella comes around the corner, like, what is this magical moment we're having? You know, and it's just that I think the characters was, um, I it's like we expected it, but didn't at the, at the same time. So that definitely exceeded our expectations. Well, Frank, I've got to know what you had at your dinner at Palo, because I'm so curious. So what did you get for dinner at Palo? Okay. Uh, I, I, luckily, I pulled up the menu in advance so that I could answer this question <laughs> properly. Uh, I, I'm a big uh, calamari fan, so I went with the calamari, and 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 my wife and I alternated so uh, we could taste each uh, other's dishes. Uh, well, except for the, we both had the, the the beef tenderloin, so that was our second dish for sure. And then I went with the um, chocolate souffle since uh, she loves the limoncello in general, so she went with the limoncello tart as her dessert. So yeah, we did the we did the uh, you know the pre is it is a prefix yeah it's prefix with uh, then the wine pairing for each course and salt the wine. <laughs> so you were pre so you were drunk basically is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we, if we ever end up on a cruise together, Frank, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you try the Osobuco because I think it's one of the best dishes in the fleet. Uh, I have so to good. say, yeah, we were. It was because of the wine pairing that we went with the prefix, but the Osobuco was definitely calling my name. Oh, it's calling my name now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> There's a little bit of a pop quiz here. What did you order for your breakfast at or your brunch at Palo? So our brunch was at 12.30. I think it was technically the last seating. Um, so we were more on the lunch side than the brunch side. And they were also like, do you have anywhere to be? We we're like, well, we have children to pick up. They're like, okay, but we can take our time. I'm like, sure. I mean, I think we could have probably sat there until five o'clock and they wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> so I had the basil soup, the tomato and basil soup. Um, I, that was really good. Uh, we also, uh, had a, a split flatbread. I don't know why they're calling it a flatbread. It was a pizza. Um, <laughs> so we did the goat cheese and sun-dried tomato on one side. And then what was on the other? The spicy was, Italian sausage? No, it was, 
Yes, the grape and gorgonzola. And we're like, what is this? I never knew I would like grape on pizza, but this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, we also had the uh the both antipastas, so the seafood and the meats and the and so by this point I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't actually need any more. <laughs> Plus some, you know, mimosas <laughs> thrown in, of course. Um, but you've so, only got the opening acts. You have to get to the main, the main stage now. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm all, I'm all set here. We're good. Uh, so this is why next time I have to prepare for much better because we were had breakfast. That was, that was a fail on our part. So I went with the, um, the pasta with the smoked salmon, and then my husband had the Parmesan crusted chicken breast. Uh, which he loved. And he, I think his favorite thing at some point, he had switched from mimosa to iced tea. And in the iced tea was the iced tea cubes. And this was probably one of his favorite <laughs> things on the entire cruise. That's mind blowing. That there was, right. It's like, yeah, your husband is, is 100% right. That's like literally like my, one of my, in fact, I, I had one, one post when we were on, I don't even remember which, um, on Instagram. And it was just a picture of the glass of iced tea. And I just said, if you know, you know. And that's it. That's all I said in my post. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He is like, and then it just started the wheels turning like, why don't we do this at home? You know what else we could make? And it's like, you just start thinking of all these ice cubes you could be making. And it's like, why aren't we doing this? We're making ice tea cubes at home. I know. <laughs> exactly. But it, it added to the fanciness. Um, I liked, uh, he absolutely loved the Parmesan crusted chicken breast. I liked my pasta. I probably wouldn't go with that next time. But I think I felt the pressure of like, oh, I got I to change it up for the gluten stuff. And oh, I'm so full already. Oh, I don't know. Um, so again, I will go in better prepared to the entire cruise uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Paolo. Well, we could probably talk about this cruise all day. But then we would miss out on our favorite segment to do with guests, and we cannot pass up this opportunity to do that segment with you. So, Sam, I think we've reached that point in the show where it's time for some arbitrary rules, stirred with some arbitrary questions and a dash of judgment, or the round we like to call rapid fire. So, Sam, you want to take it away? All right. Well, you guys, almost every show we do a rapid fire round where I ask our guests their Disney favorites and then Disney Cruise Line favorites. And so I'm going to be asking you guys a couple of questions that are Disney favorites. And then I'm going to go on to asking you favorites from this cruise since um, I know Jen, you've been on one other cruise, but I want to let's let's keep it to the fantasy. So level the playing field, level the playing field. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Jen, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Or Pixar, you just change it up because I'm like, I have my static answer and now you change it up with, you know what, I'm going to go rogue completely. Mm, Am I? Uh, Rapid fire. Oh, rapid fire, right. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Joy. I don't know. Awesome. She's a great character. Love Joy from Inside Out. All right, Frank. Who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Uh, I'm very beholden to uh, the genie. So for many, many reasons yeah. in, in, my, in my life. Yeah. 
And and clearly um, the Robin Williams version. Yes, the clearly the Robin Williams version. I mean, Woody Woody <laughs> is is right right at one A probably. <laughs> Favorite Disney or Pixar movie, Frank? Oh gosh, uh, Beauty and the Beast is is just kind of a landmark movie in in my life. It, it just came at the right time, I think, as I was I was getting into theater a little bit. So that is my that is my static answer. But sometimes uh, Toy Story and Wally sneak up there as well. Oh yeah, I know. The, all good answers there. All right, Jen, your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Man, we just talked about this recently, and I don't even remember <laughs> what I said because I felt the pressure of it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to keep the joy theme and say Inside Out. Nice. That's one of Nathan's favorites. Um, that and Wally actually are probably his two favorite Disney movies. He His favorite movie, I'm sad to say, is not actually a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. All right, favorite Disney song, Jen? I'm going to say, thanks to Uncle Jesse, a dream is a wish. (laughs) Maybe just the wishes soundtrack, but you know, okay. (laughs) What about you, Frank? Uh, I, Prince Ali, I, I mean, we were just talking about Papa Dilla probably playing a CD in his car, uh, but I, I do <laughs> love Prince Ali. And I mean, that's probably just my answer for today because we've been listening to Aladdin a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. All right. What was your favorite bar space on the Disney fantasy? Frank, we'll start with you. I, I mean, I think we're going to have the same answer, unfortunately, but uh, O'Gill's was definitely with the right place at the right time with the right vibe. Yeah, I would. I know we shouldn't have the same answer, okay. but it no, will you be. Have, oh, you're okay. allowed to have the listen. You're allowed to have the same answer. OK, it definitely is because they made me a delicious coffee and Bailey's iced. That was like a dessert. And I was obsessed. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Sunny <laughs> for that. Sunny took care of us uh, multiple nights there. And uh, I'll, I'll shout out Meg, who is our trivia master over there as well. <laughs> OK, <laughs> favorite space on the ship other than O'Gill. So this is, doesn't it can be a bar space as have to be a bar space but just favorite space on the ship jen i'm gonna say the pool for the funnel vision goodness yeah love it frank what about you i really like the animator's palette honestly i liked i liked being in the space so i'm gonna go with that okay food item we're gonna talk one savory item and one sweet item so jen let's start with you and let's go savory first um, uh, could I, uh, th- would the pizza count as savory? Yes. All right. We'll go with that. Yes. Both sides, both sides of the pizza. <laughs> nice. nice. The Apollo pizza. Love it. Okay. Frank, favorite savory item. Uh, I, I would say the, the, the beef tenderloin on Apollo. I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. Favorite sweet <laughs> item, Frank. I had so many Mickey ice cream bars at dinner <laughs> instead of the desserts. <laughs> so it's uh, maybe... I mean, that and the ice, you know, the soft serve ice cream cones, I, I probably, you know, one a day. I love it. Those are those are excellent <laughs> items. No, no judgment here. All right, Jen, your favorite sweet item. I was going to say the chocolate ice cream I had every night at dinner, but I think my iced coffee with Bailey's would have to be it. Nice. Had whipped nice. cream on top. It was a whole thing. Awesome. All right. Favorite activity to do on board. Let's say other than hanging in O'Gills and other than watching Funnel Vision. Jen, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go the shows. Awesome. What yeah. about you, I mean, Frank? I, my instinct is to say the aqueduct, but I, I do want, so I'm going to say the aqueduct, but I also want to mention, though we did not complete it, 
the Muppets scavenger hunt thing uh, they did was a good use of the Muppets in, in the in the Disney yes. universe here. So uh, yes. I, I enjoyed that as well. Okay, my last question, bucket list cruise. Now, I got to give you some qualifiers. You can sail anywhere in the world on a Disney cruise ship. Doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently sails. Where are you going, Frank? Uh, well, I know it's. I said that uh, when I went to the Mediterranean, it knocked me out. But boy, did I love that cruise. So that was a Royal Caribbean. So if a Disney cruise could take me to Florence and Santorini and all the things, I would uh, definitely be down with that. Barcelona. Awesome. What about you, Jen? Yeah, I mean, my instinct was Europe, but then I started thinking some sort of Hawaiian cruise where I could like stay at Alani (laughs) and then hop on and then do a whole thing. Maybe that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually have an episode we recorded where one of our guests did exactly that. (laughs) 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 They actually sailed from Hawaii around the Hawaiian Islands and then back to, I think, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm going to tack on two quick questions, but just handled like in succession here. So rate this cruise for me. Give this how many how many uh, Dillo's Diz points from (laughs) one to ten was this cruise? And would you go on another Disney cruise, Frank? Uh, I would give it a solid seven and a half. And uh, yeah, I would go on in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go eight and a thousand percent uh, tomorrow. <laughs> is tomorrow is that too yeah. soon? Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we just like meet in Orlando tomorrow? <laughs> right. Like, what's everyone doing? Uh, <laughs> well, it has been an absolute blast hearing about your cruise. I was so excited to talk to you both about your sailing. And so uh, just so much fun. We've mentioned several times your podcast, Dillas Diz, but tell people how they can come find you and connect with you and follow along with all of your wonderful Disney World travels, too. Sure. Well, first of all, I think one of the most exciting parts of going on this cruise was knowing that we were going to get to talk to you guys about it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so we were excited yes. for that. But yeah, every Thursday, we drop a new Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz episode. Uh, all your podcatchers have it. Uh, our social media is at Dillo's Diz, Dillo's with an S, Diz with the Z. So that's over on Twitter and on Instagram and on the TikTok, which is our biggest social media following. It's very weird. And that means we have to keep doing TikToks, <laughs> is really what it means. <laughs> that means you have to keep doing silly dances, That's right. is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, exactly. we, have a, we have a modest YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dillos Diz, but all the things, all the places, you can go to dillosdiz.com. When you get to the main page, you can go to directly to dillosdiz.com, or you can click over to our Patreon at dillosdizresort.com. We have both things at dillosdiz.com. Check it out. So again, loved having you on to talk about your cruise. It was so much fun. Love your show. Love everything about this. Was so excited to have you on. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Thank you both. Well, thank you so much for having us. Well, if you have never checked out the Dillo's Diz podcast or the content that Frank and Jen put out, run, don't walk to your nearest podcast player and find their show. It is so much fun and they have such great social media content. They are such a positive force out in the Disney community. They do a thing every year where they go out and highlight other creators out in the community that they have met and just 
thank them for their contributions into the Disney community. That's how we met Frank and Jen after following their show for a while. And there's, they're just amazing people. They're so positive, so great to have. So go out, check out their show, love everything that they do. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from LHK823, who writes, My favorite Disney Cruise podcast. This podcast is phenomenal, with tons of unbiased and very thorough info on all sorts of Disney cruises and also some non-Disney cruises. Brian and Sam give incredibly practical info for families, which is much appreciated, and I love their focus on all of the food options. But in all honesty, they do an excellent job of discussing food options for those with allergies and sensitivities, too. Thank you both for creating this wonderful podcast. Well, thank you for taking the time to leave that review and know that it means so much to us to hear from our listeners and to get that kind of positive review because this is a labor of love. We put the show out each week just because we're enthusiasts. And so the reviews really help keep us going. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duel each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. We love reading them on the air each week. So head over there, hit those five stars, leave us a written review, and we will read it on one of our shows. If you'd like to find all the ways to connect with us, all the things, head to www.dclduo.com. It's where our blog is. We've got links to our Etsy store, links off to our sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel, links to our vlog, podcast, so many things. So as I mentioned, that site links off to our fabulous show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you'd like to help support the show, please consider booking your next Disney vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel. Just head to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo so they know we sent you their way. You can also help support the show by becoming a member of our Patreon program. Just head to patreon.com slash Duo and join one from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there in the community for helping make this show happen each and every month. Of course, if you'd like to reach out to us with a question, a comment, a concern, we want to be on the show, then email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also always leave us a message at our voicemail line if you'd like to be featured in the show. We'd love to take those voicemails and put them in the show and respond to them. So if you've got a question or a comment, something you want us to respond to, head over to 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590 just to keep it family friendly. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Thank you.